political correctness, the oppression of our intellectual movement, so no one says anything anymore in case somebody else gets offended. <laughs> what happens if you say that and someone gets offended? <laughs> well, they can be offended. <laughs> What's wrong with being offended? When did sticks and stones made break my bones stop being relevant? Isn't that what you teach children, for God's sake? That's what you teach toddlers. He called me an idiot. Don't worry about him. He's a dick. <laughs> now you have adults going, I was offended. I was offended and I have rights. <laughs> well, so what? Be offended. Nothing happens. <laughs> You're an adult. Grow up. Deal with it. I was offended. I don't care. Nothing happens when you're offended. There's nothing. I, I went to the comedy show and, and the comedian said something about the Lord and, and I was offended. And when I woke up in the morning, I had leprosy. <laughs> Welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast. Facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's been a long week, man. It's been a long week. I, I forgot that that was even the intro to this. Yeah, I, I, I had to, I was looking through it. I was like, damn, I know he sent me the intro. I know he sent me the intro. Then I was like, he sent it to me in an email. That's why I can't find it in the text history because it's in the fucking email. Yeah, I, I didn't want to bombard your text messages with sh- random shit I'd be thinking about sitting during the week. So you'd be. Like, but you do bombard my I text do. messages. I do. I do. <laughs> it's easy when it's just a picture or a meme or something. That shit is. Little videos and links. Like the link you sent me today, it fucked me up. Which link is? Oh, about the thing. And it's funny because I was like, thinking, I mean, I was trying to like get myself ready for words of advice. And I actually was gonna talk about like suicide and shit because that shit started to become like real common. Like, I back back in the day, you know, I hear people committing suicide, but it was more more white people out here committing suicide. Like, not on the racist shit, but for real, like it was white people. But mm-hmm. now it's like black kids. Mexican kids committing suicide. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's because the world is sensitive now. Okay. Back back then, you just like, hey, if you were ugly, your parents told you you were ugly, <laughs> like you just knew you were ugly. Now, if two people get online and tell you you're ugly, and you know people get on the social media and go at you, then it's just like, I can't handle this. Yeah, and I, and people don't know I'm how to just walk away. For the for the female to kill herself at the age of thirty one, it kind of gives me the mindset of she didn't grow up in a in a time period where your business was out there like that. Like maybe when she was growing up, um, if it was a sex rumor that went around the school, yeah, it went around the school, but it wasn't going around like half the nation or right. some shit that you seeing halfway across the world that's going viral now. That's it's scary. The, the sex tape isn't going to be out there for the rest and of the she forever. didn't want a sex tape on purpose. <laughs> like, for all we know, she didn't want a oh, sex okay. tape on purpose. I don't know. I mean, I've always told people, like, people, you you said it the other week. This shit is real. real. Like, what you're doing on social media, the things that you're posting, it's, it's a, we live in a day and age where the things that you post can get you to lose your real life job. So if if you're taking that chance to lose your real life job, man, you you out your mind. Oh yeah, because there ain't much going on out here to where I'm gonna put my life on the line, online, where I want to lose my job. I mean, if I do put something online that's offensive to somebody that that uh that that I work with, and they go tell HR, that's my fault because I I should know who's following me. I should know who's who see me. That's why I'd be like, man, as far as me having a personal personal page, like. I don't see no point. Like, a lot of people getting in trouble on Facebook, like, for real, for, for their political views because people, um, their employers don't want to be attached to that. But to me, it, it, it to an extent, it's almost, it's, it almost feels like uh, freedom of speech is not real. Yeah, because you have, to, you have to pull it back some because you have taken consideration of who's going to see it where you work at, like none of my online profiles say where I work at currently. I think people that do that are crazy. People that link their jobs. Oh yeah. Yeah, they that goes to corporate. Once you link your job on Facebook to something, that's going to corporate. You are officially out of your damn mind for linking that you work for Exxon and you got uh, a fat ass of the week on your page. <laughs> like really? 
all it takes is the CEO unless to corp, be, unless corporate see that and be like, I do like that. Yeah, ass. like I, I feel you, but the the chances of that happening, slim. You, come on, man, slim shady. And the chances of a CEO getting bored and just wanting to go online and scroll through some shit, yeah, that's, that, that's a possibility. possibility. I think more. Let me just type in my company name. Yeah, see and see what's going on. You know, see what's representing me. You know, that's crazy. But I mean, if people if people want to do that, man. You know, you know what else is crazy? Nine Eleven was Sunday, right, man? Yeah. Also, it was the big opening day for the NFL season. Big day. We talked about the Kaepernick protest and all this other stuff. But for 9-11, the president of the United States of America, Barack Hussein Obama. The president. Re- mm-hmm. Recorded a video saying that, you know, this is a day that we'll never forget. This is a day that we take time to reflect on those that have lost and those that sacrificed their lives on a daily basis for our freedom. Mm-hmm. Did you know he was booed in some stadiums? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you can boo the president. Yes. Who represents the flag just as much as the military does. He represents this country currently, right now, for the past eight years. Just as much as the military does, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. But if somebody kneels during the national anthem, you got to beef with that. We live in a time period where people are misinformed uneducated and and full of hate and rage for their lack of of knowing what's going on. So no matter what a person's argument is towards what Kaepernick is doing with um with uh Rapino the the, the lesbian ch- uh female on the soccer team. I don't know if she's a lesbian. No, she's a lesbian. She looks the part. Yeah, she's definitely a lesbian. That, that's why she's doing it. She said that she's doing it because they're oppressed too. Yeah, and she and she was she was also saying that you know, it just it just you this 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 is not a free country. This country this country is not great and this country is not free. This country at best is decent. This is a decent country to live in, depending on who you are. If you're white, this country may be great for you. If you're a white heterosexual. And you're you you come from a, a decent family. This country is great for you. Um, Kate Upton, prime example. For her to sit there and say something like, "This is the day that we need to remember," and blah blah blah. First of all, y'all are up in arms about terrorists that well supposed terrorists came, hijacked two planes, ran them into the ran them into a, a building. Um, almost ran one into the Pentagon, and these are people that, I mean, we don't know. You know, we just know that they're Americans, and y'all are up in arms about that. But y'all are not up in arms about injustice in black communities. Matter of fact, every community, there is some type of, of police brutality going on, and you're more concerned about something that happened 15 years ago? Yes, remember that day all you want. Absolutely. Well, let's just... Let's just look at the pic- the big picture here. In the last two or three years, terrorists hijacking planes ain't been the problem. No. The problem is police officers abusing their powers and going around certain neighborhoods that it seems to be mostly black people. Um, but even, like I said, that's, that's mostly. But it's, I'm, it's, I'm sure, it, yeah. I'm sure there's, there's some some diversity in the oppression. Exactly. And no matter what, Cops are misusing their power, and we need to focus on the problem that is now. The problem that happened 15 years ago, it's going to be, I can't see that happening again. I just went to the airport recently. It's, <laughs> that problem has been solved to a point where I feel what like... Is, what, is, what is harder to get into than the airport this day? You know? Like, airport, it's, harder to get into the, it's harder to get into the airport than it is to get into the club when you're underage. Come on now, like that that problem to me is ninety percent solved unless it's an inside job again. Then <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not gonna happen again. Uh, our nation is as safe as it can be, you know, at this moment. But that's on a large scale. But we're not even we're not safe in our communities from the people that are supposed to be protecting us. You know, as far as national threat goes, it's, we seem to be, been fine for the for for the last decade, but. We're, we're, we're more aware now. Exactly. I think we, we've lost that happy-go-lucky, you know, America the beautiful kind of let, untouchable thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, we can reach out. We can be we can be touched. Exactly. And, and, and y'all, 
you, people they like to to dwell on the past, and and into the to the point where it's like okay, you're dwelling on the past that really didn't affect you personally, and I think with with a lot of those people that sit here and and talk about 9-11, talk about the flag. I feel like they 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 say that because it feel that that's their way of saying that's their way of giving back to America. But a lot of these people that act patriotic, they probably didn't even think about going to the army. They probably didn't even think about being police officers themselves or volunteering for a fire station. Like you're acting so patriotic because you put your hand over your heart. Like you don't even know where the hand over your heart is. Like People don't even know the true history of America, but then they try to act like they're patriotic. A lot of people that come in, that are, a lot of people don't know that that you we went to hand over the heart from the what was the Hitler thing the, the that's all you need to say the Hitler the Hitler, the, the Hitler, the, the thing. Hitler thing where you put well, your it was, hand it was forward. originally the Hitler thing and then people were like <laughs> exactly. whoa let's change this a little yes bit. because it, it, it and then that started they that started from I forgot what party that started from but we were doing it here in America first. And then the Nazi party started doing it. But the Nazi party basically, like today, made it go viral. So it was all, America had to back back and put the hand over the heart. Okay, that's that's fine and all. But do you know that? Do people know that? People don't know that. No. It's, it's, it's to me, people, 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 let's just say, a person today, this is how it works. A person's born, they turn five or six years old, they go to school, whatever garbage the public <laughs> education system is feeding them they they take that and then they turn 18 they get they, they it's either they go to college or they just jump into the workforce if they go to or college or you go to the military or they they not a lot of them aren't going to the military I'm no, telling you no no I think I think our generation you, was the last generation that was willingly going to the military you know how long Kaepernick opened people's eyes because Two or three years ago, uh, I for, I forgot what was going on, but I want to say it was Veterans Day, and I was it was, no was it Veterans Day? I think it was Veterans Day, but it was it was a day where it was some some somewhere along the lines they were celebrating some some military during a football game, and I remember seeing an article about how much the military had to pay in order to do that halftime show and how people were getting mad saying that the NFL wasn't patriotic charging the military that much money. I kind of laughed and shrugged it off because I'm just like, hey, the military really, when, it, when it's all said and done, I'm not I'm not pro-military myself. I mean, I'm not, a, like, I don't hate the military, but I'm not just sitting here acting like, oh, man, I need to, I need to bow and praise the military. I can't, I can't lie and act like I'm that person. See, me, I, I, I'm not, you know, falling at my feet or falling to my knees when they come around. But, hey, I respect you for what you did. Cause exactly. I'm sitting here at the house. Exactly. I go, I put on a collared shirt, these slacks. I'm, 85% of me doesn't have to worry about being shot at today. Okay, of course. You, on the other hand, you put your life on the line. I respect you for of that. Of course. Because you put your life on the line for me. That's uh, how I look at it. But even, even with that being said, when I was growing up, I mean, I knew a lot of cats that went to the Army because um, they knew, okay, ain't no war going on right now. Like, I, I knew people that went to the Army because they was like, ain't no war going on. It's a perfect time to go get my four years out the way, go to college. So a lot of cats didn't go to the, to the military feeling like, oh, I'm going to the military to protect my country. That's very rare to find a guy that that's that patriotic. Especially a black dude. I mean, you uh, and everybody knows that when you go to the military, they have their brainwashing tactics to where they can they can they can manipulate the weak. And when you get when you get to the point where you're manipulated, clearly that's what's gonna make you patriotic. I mean, it's damn near like the Stockholm Stockholm syndrome to where. How would you How would you associate the military with a fraternity? I mean, it, you got really you're pledging them an allegiance like. Yeah, to what what all I'm not, I mean that's one thing about me. I've never been a fan of sororities, fraternities, any type of gangs. I've never I've never rocked like that because I feel like no matter who you are, you still stand as an individual. And I, and if and if you know me and and you see me, it, you're never gonna be able to say, oh, he's this this and he, I affiliated with him. With, with, I'm gonna affiliate him with this. No, I, I I am I'm an individual. I am who I am. I mean, if if you see me. I'm, it may be a couple of friends, but it's not no mob. It's not no clique. I'm not a fan of that. So when I see people, 
like like people that are in bike clubs or people that are in car clubs, I don't knock it, but I automatically know that those people get into those things because they need to feel associated with something because it makes them feel greater. They don't feel great on their own. They need that that aspect in their life to make them. They need to feel included. Exactly. Feel included. And in in that military, that ROTC, those cats usually have a similar personality. Like I got a close homeboy that went to the Air Force. You know, Greg. Yeah. I've never really asked him why he joined the military, but for the most part, I'm a hundred percent sure that ninety percent of him went to the military because he was thinking about his future. He wasn't thinking about, he wasn't going there, I need to protect my country. I need to, I, you know, I owe my country. Dude, if you really want to be serious, half the people in this country, my mom's a Nigerian. In order for her to get into this country, there are certain tests she had to pass in order to even, you know, get get into this country. You know, it's a plot for citizenship. So there is stuff that she knows that American-born citizens don't know. I had, a, I had an old co-worker, um, she was from Mexico, and she took her, her citizenship test while we were at our old job, and like, helping her study, I'm looking at it, I was like, I don't even know half of this stuff, and I consider myself to be pretty bright, it's like, Pri- I don't know privilege. half, I don't know half of this We don't need to shit. know that. Yeah. We don't need to know that, like, uh, pe- people, if you, if you, if you walk, you remember that show, uh, Street Smarts? Yep. Where a dude used to walk around and ask average, like simple questions, and it was almost like, "Are you smarter than the fifth grader?" But he would go around and ask my, "Okay, how many stars on the American flag?" Yeah, nobody knew. And they'll be stumped, you know, they're 51, 49, 50. Like it, it just be, it, they don't, they just guessing though. It's not they're not saying it with confidence because they're just guessing. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Or if you ask them, you know, where did, where did Columbus sail from? You know, what was Columbus? Like little things like that. You would think that that, you, that are quote unquote the foundations of our nation. Exactly. And you would think they would know things like this, but the common American doesn't. All the common American is, is a person. Honestly, we're, we're, a lot of Americans are just a shell of a person that, that just happens to be privileged enough to say, I was born on American soil. Basically. You know, and, and once you're born on American soil, it's almost like you don't have to do as much as the next person because you were born on American soil. Well... Half the half the half the uh, dry cleaners are owned by by, by Chinamen. Half the gas stations are owned by Middle Eastern. Hey, so, Middle Easterns run the best gas stations too. It, it's the truth though, the and it's best just like gas and and then people kind of get mad at that. But it's like, hey man, if you knew what they had to do to come over here, the knowledge they had to you know to attain to get that stuff, you really can't be mad at them. They they did what they had to do. You were born on this soil. Like like this morning, I was at I was at the gas station. I was getting coffee. I was at Seven Eleven. I getting coffee and some water and stuff. And it was a bunch of Hispanic people in there, and as Hispanic workers, and they you know they were getting ice and and stuff, a snack on. And the lady at the register, she's just first she's upset because she's busy. But I'm like, you're at work, and you just happen to be busy. That's part of your job. And then second, she's talking to them like they don't understand what she's saying. And I know some of them don't, but they always keep somebody with them that does. Of course. They're so, smart enough to do that. Right. And so she's all upset in the huff. And, and in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, I bet she's sitting there judging them, talking about they're, they're still in jobs and stuff. But at the end of the day, they're doing jobs that you might feel you're too good for. Of course. People, people man, They're not American still in jobs. Born, they're doing the jobs you think you're too good for. American-born people never want to admit that. But I tell people all the time, when I was when I was growing up, when I was eight, nine years old, when I would go to McDonald's, I would go to, you know, any place like that, it was black people in there. Because at that time, it wasn't it wasn't uh, below uh, for them to work at a, you know, a fast food restaurant. 10, 15 years go by, we kind of go up the, you know, the social, uh, socioeconomic ladder. Now, all of a sudden, we can't take a McDonald's job. Maybe we'll do Walmart. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe we'll do customers, you know, telemarketing. We can only take, we can only take a McDonald's job if, if, if we're the wage man, is $15 it, it, Come on, like, and, like and, then, and then you get mad because Hispanic people come over here and these other immigrants come over here and they're not scared to nation build within this nation. Don't be mad at them. Do what you do. Like every like it, literally, I see this. I see this meme, this meme or this quote all the time. Too many niggas out here trying to skip the struggle, and I think niggas do that because they they feel like they they are Americans. They were born here. Why don't they have the same opportunity as so and so or so and so? Well, that is not the reality of America. The reality of America is we start at the bottom. They start in uh, the middle. So a lot of other ones start start. You know who starts at the top? I Me. Mean, that's America. Right. That's that's American. Uh, and it's it, uh, until. 90 million people wake up one day and realize that we're going to be in this struggle for a long time, man. Bro, what, what kills me is 
I'll be on social media and I'll see people that'll say, back to 9-11, for instance. They had, a pic, they had the video of Bush when he was standing at ground zero and he's making the speech that we're going to get these people to pay for what they've done. Cool. Then this actually a pastor of, of, of the town I grew up in. He makes comments, you know, this was such a moving thing to the extent of, you know, he so shows such leadership. And then he sums it up with something that we haven't seen in the White House for a long time. Now, look, I'm not happy with everything Barack Obama has done. I'm not happy with everything Bush did. I'm not happy with everything Clinton did. Not happy with everything first Bush did. Yeah, of course not. So, like, I mean, you're going to have your love and you're going to have your hate. But you you got to give some credit, too. You have like, to. Like, like, first Bush killed Saddam Hussein. Barack got Osama bin Laden. Like, the person that, that we put the blame on for perpetrating these things. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know how he kept dropping all these mixtapes and nobody knew where he Man, was at. he was dropping mixtapes after mixtapes. He tape, was dropping mixtapes like he had a rap career on to come up. Man. And he's it, and nobody the whole nation, like, where, where are these tapes coming he from? He was on some. You see, you know, you, I ain't seen uh, the Dark Knight with the Joker. How that nigga was just hijacking television and just started talking shit. Yeah. Like, dude, he was literally Obama. Like, that's what Obama was doing. He literally had the whole nation watching, dog. Like, stay. T- hey, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on. No hold commercial on. break. I'm, I'm gonna just come in again and give you these hot sixteen. <laughs> yeah, hot, hot and we just watching. Right. And so it's like. I understand if you don't like the president. I know many of black people that threatened to kill Bush if they seen him on spot. I understand you don't like the president. But you got to give him some credit. Like, I give Bush his credit. He hit he hit a nigga with a stimulus. He ha- I think he handled 9-11 like he should have. I mean, but granted, some people say he set it up, so he should know how I to still think, I, I, when I think of 9-11, I always think about the fact that he was sitting in there reading that, reading that, uh, the novel to those uh, second or third graders, and then when the dude whispered in his ear, you know, you know, the first the twin towers just got hit, mm-hmm. and um, he did the look he gave. He just kind of was, you know, stunned for a second. And if you watch uh, uh what's what's that one with that um Michael Moore did? Michael Moore. Uh, I forgot what the name of the movie was. Fahrenheit nine eleven. Uh, on Fahrenheit nine eleven, it pretty much shows how he just kind of froze a little bit, then he got back doing what he was doing. So. I, I'm not gonna say I expected him to panic, but uh, it is coincidental. Everything that happened that day was very ironic. I was reading up on on Building Seven. I just randomly stumbled across Building Seven. I was reading up on that. And that that was kind of weird to me too. It, it's, like like Building Seven went down. There was a building in between that and the World Trade Center that was just chilling, and Building Seven like demolitioned on 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 cue. Like it was like explosions that were like. Ah. It was weird, man. And what was it saying? The jet jet fuel jet fuel doesn't um doesn't burn like doesn't that mess still be something, something something like that. I don't and I, I just felt like and, and once I was young at the time, so I don't I don't try to claim to be you know up on that because 15, 16 years later, I'm not worried about that crap no more because to me that is that that's a part of history that I think they used to 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 bring this nation together and. When it's all said and done, like you bringing this nation together at that time, like what is that really doing? Like what is it doing now? It's doing nothing. nothing. Like we're still a divided, we're still a divided nation. So that whole incident just to me that just made us anti-Islam. You know, I think Islam, Islamic people, Muslims, they're they're very courageous people to walk around this country day in and day out because, man, they're not liked in this country by you know who, and that's why. It'll be hard for Trump to get into office due to the fact that his his you know disdain for them isn't it doesn't come from a good place. To me, it comes from fear. It's not like you don't have a you don't have and, a and with and reason. with that, it's like okay, we see how you're treating Muslims. We've been treated like that. It, it, pretty much, we're still treated like that. Like Hispanics see that we're still treated like that. You know, you're trying to isolate a culture of people, and you you've done that to everybody that's not been. Upper middle class, upper class white. I mean, it pretty much just goes what you fear, what you don't understand. Like nobody wants to really like like I've I've worked with people that are, are openly against you know no Islam you know and I just automatically knew that you clearly have a fear of something that you don't understand and you don't really want to understand. Don't get me wrong, I know that th- th- to me they're a radical everything because for a Christian person to sit there and look me in the eye and 
and really think that everything about Christianity is based off, you know, peace and love, you're out your fucking mind. If you go back and you really look and go into the to the to the Crusades and the um the uh, the Goa Inquisition, all that shit that that came about to spread Christianity across the globe, countless over millions and millions and millions of lives were lost in order for people to say, "This is Christianity. Accept it or you die." That's how Christianity started. Yep. And that's exactly what uh, radical Islams are doing right now. They're saying either you're going to accept uh, Islam or you're going to die. And, and the Christi Christians, when Columbus was selling over here, that was that was a part of his objective. All that, starting from the 1300s, 1400s, all that was to spread Christianity in the, in the, in the, uh, in the Catholic Church. All the people are like, if they don't want to get down, they're going to lay down. That's <laughs> get down and lay down. The that original was, that's, what down lay down. that's what Christianity was built on. So all this, these rainbows and unicorns that people think Christianity is today, man, they need to look back further. And people need to stop sitting here thinking that just because somebody criticizes the Bible that they're atheists or that they're against the Bible. No, it's just that we're tired of being lied to. And we don't need to accept everything that's shoved in our face. You have to realize... It's kind of like there's a King James version of the Bible. There's a New International version of the Bible. There's a youth Bible. There's a children's Bible. You know there's only one Quran? One. One edition. One edition. It's been the same for since 14, it's, it's been the same 29 for as long as we or whatever. Know. It's been the same. You know, and, and, and even with that being said, you got to ask yourself, you got to think about stuff like uh, the Iliad, the Odyssey, Homer, uh, a lot of Shakespeare stuff. A lot of that stuff has been misinterpreted, and that stuff was written in the 1400s. And you're sitting here telling me to believe that something that was written 2,000 years ago is flawless? You're, is flawlessly you, translated you, you today? Sitting here, you're sitting here trying to tell me that when Francis Scott Key mentioned the airless slaves... That he wasn't talking about black people. No, he wasn't talking about black people. He was talking about the British. How you know? They, they, they you don't. just you just know what's been passed down to you, dude. You weren't there. You didn't sit there with French Sky King and be like, you know what would be a dope lyric right here? <laughs> Slaves. Hey, straight up. Like you don't, man, dude. Like these these people have been. How do I say this? The Eastern world has been terrorizing. This this globe since since the Mongols, and and I told you about Genghis, and mm -hmm. I told you about uh, Kublai, how they came. The, their whole purpose was world domination. That's why you watch a lot of these movies now, and that's a lot of the undertone from the villains because a lot of these villains. <laughs> that's everything. Every superhero <laughs> yeah, movie, oh, I want to yeah, take over the world. That is the the un, I, that undertone. I want to take it over. I want to blow it up. That undertone exists because that was reality for this world. For so long, and it really still is. Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, all of them. That was their whole purpose. It wasn't just about, oh, I want to take over Germany. They was trying to dominate the world with their belief. So you have to ask yourself, if the belief that you're following right now is your belief, is it your belief because you were born into it? Or is it your belief because it's so world-renowned and it's so spread out? And if it is, how do you think it got that way? You think it got that way by, by people knocking on your door? Saying, hey, check out this Christian, this Christianity and this Holy Bible. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, bro. They came this? to your door. If you went down with it, I'm telling you, they were, they, were, they were castrating people. They were cutting heads off. They were burning them at the stake. Come on, man. We live in a we live in a country where they were burning witches. They were burning women because they thought they were witches. This was in the 1600s in Salem, and Salem still exists. They were burning people. They were burning women because they thought they were witches. This is this where we live. Yeah, very true. You very know, true. and this is what we come from. And like people just they don't know these things because and they taught us some of that stuff at school, but they shouldn't code it. You know, they just made it seem like, oh, it's just, we'll talk about it around Halloween. Yeah. You know, no, don't talk about it around Halloween. Because they were doing this year, right? We need to understand that Salem, we, we need to go back for Jamestown. 
cannibals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the seventeen hundred, white people was eating each other because you know why? They they uh, when the smallpox and all those you know those pathogens start spreading around and killing them, killing the natives and killing them too. Hey, gotta eat. Got to uh, the uh, the, uh, the uh, exporting uh, the exporting all that shit. It wasn't going how it was supposed to be going. You know, so we gotta eat people like that. People don't know about the cannibals in Jamestown. They don't know about those things because they were even if they were taught them, it just wasn't interesting enough. And they just it's it's not that you pick and choose what you want to expose people. Maybe to. I was t- I was talking to my friend and she goes, well, there's a reason why we don't sing the third verse to the um, national the, anthem. There's the, the national anthem, whatever. Of course, there's a reason because you don't want to admit that there's some racist shit in that third verse. <laughs> Pretty much. So we're just going to ignore it. We're going to ignore it. That's what they do. They, they, they want, they you don't, you don't, you don't not sing it out of respect for, for black people. Black though. people. You just sing it because you don't want no My problems. My thing is, why are we even, I, mean, I, went, I went to my son's football game the other day and I was tempted to just, you know, I, I, I stood up and I was on my phone the whole time because to me, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a passive person, so I want to be in a comfortable environment. That's why I respect Kaepernick because at the same time, I don't like drama. Yeah. So, but although I don't like drama, if I feel like something is truly wrong, if I'm gonna do something or stand for something I believe, I need to understand it. So when I'm sitting there, looking, listening to the national anthem, I've never paid attention to the national anthem in my life. Just being real, I never have. I Not just, even I as a player. Yeah. Like, I'm focused on what I need but to get I'm done. I'm sitting the game. there like, why are we even singing the national anthem? What is the purpose of this shit? What what is this? Like I'm at a I'm at a kids football game. Why am I, why are we singing the national anthem? I don't even see no flag. This, this is, <laughs> You're just looking somewhere. I'm just looking somewhere. This is not a national football league. This is not. This doesn't represent America. Me playing football doesn't represent America. These kids playing football is not. That's that doesn't mean oh, if a kid throwing a football, that's that's America, huh? Like what does that mean? I don't understand why we even play the national anthem. So with that being said. We're doing something that really doesn't even make any sense. So if you're gonna ignore a part of it, you need to ignore all of it. How about we just we just we make up something for uh how kind of how they did baseball, you know what's the baseball thing? Oh, the seventh inning stretch where you <laughs> do the. Well, like go down to the ball. Oh uh, yeah. Just yeah. make make up some corny shit like that. Make up something for football. Why does it have to be the national anthem? Why do we have to praise a flag before we play a football game? Why are we not praising God? Why are we not sitting together holding hands and praying nobody gets hurt and everybody stays healthy? Why are we uh, pledging allegiance to this flag? Like, real but you, you know, you know what's next? They're going. They're going to tie that to God. It's coming. You're but they already removed God they're, they're, from the Pledge of Allegiance. They, they removed from the Pledge of Allegiance. He's still on the money. Oh God, that is true. It's gonna, it's gonna come to well. It's gonna y'all. You're not disrespecting the military because I already canceled that out. Because veteran was like, you know, I served for his right to, which do is that. true, a hundred percent. That's why I don't understand why people are still arguing. It's like the it's, veterans already stood with Cap, and it's like, so why and it's are like even arguing? even the veterans say, I don't like what he's doing. But I fought for that right for him to do that. Simple. I have the right not to like it, and he has the right to do it. Let me tell y'all white people something if you listen. <laughs> Say y'all people. I, lo- I love y'all to death, but let me tell you something. When Skip Bayless. Wow. <laughs> when Skip Bayless is on board, white one, of them, one of them probably thought to be one of the most Skip racist ba- Skip sports Bayless analysts is whiter in than the Dave world. Chuck Taylor. Dude. You gotta be sick if you're more racist than Skip Bayless, and that, I mean, I, that just basically means Skip Bayless ain't really racist. But if you can be more of a bigot than Skip Bayless, you are sick. I think even Donald Trump said he didn't have a problem with what Kaepernick was doing. Really? I think so. And people swept that under the rug. People swept that under the rug. I haven't really heard Obama speak on it, but I remember somebody because saying something about Trump. Trump. You Trump just acknowledge like, what you want to. Yeah, in this Trump, was, Trump was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you know, he's doing. I don't, I don't uh, like what he's doing, but you know, he has the right to do it." That's that's all you gotta say. Yeah. You know, anything else being said, you just being an asshole. Like when somebody says about, uh, "I don't think he's uh, being sincere with it," nigga, what you oh. mean? He losing money by him doing this, just like Brandon Marshall. These niggas are losing money. How more sincere can you get than that? What have you done in your life to where you said, "You know what? I'm a real nigga." And I'm willing to lose money over something I believe. A lot of niggas can't say that, man. Because there's plenty of niggas that even me and you know that when it came down to, am I going to do this or I'm going to do that? Because if I do that, this money that I got coming may not come. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, 
or you know, like I said, it's either do something that may not you know bring you no money. You may you may be risking money, or say you know, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and sell my soul because I need to make sure I get this money. We know more niggas that go that route than go the other route. Did you hear? Um, did you hear what Dabo Sweeney said? What he out, said? Of, out of Clemson. What he said? Um, basically, Dab- Dabo Sweeney, Clemson head coach. Mm-hmm. Very religious guy. He praises God every chance. What a black gets. quarterback! Black head quarterback. What a, yeah. He goes. Haven't y'all come far enough? Basically, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, par- I'm yeah, paraphrasing yeah. now. He's like, he's like, you know, you can use. I'm paraphrasing again. Like none of these are ag- actual quotes of what he said. But that, no, but haven't y'all come far enough? Is one of them. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, you've you know, come far enough. Martin Luther they King try, did. The this. media ain't not gonna push that too much. They're trying to make it be like, damn, you should be okay that you can do this. Yeah, we touched on that. It's, you should it's, be okay that I'm, you can I'm do this. I'm glad. It's just, all it is is white ignorance. You know, it's coming out. It's letting you realize how they felt for so long, for and, it's, and, it's, like and it's letting you know how bad it really is that 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 people like Dabo Sweeney, an educated and, white man. I would hope he's educated in the position he's in. And uh, what's the Arizona Diamondbacks GM? Uh, I don't even think he's GM. Tony Tony Larusa. Yeah, he's the name? one. That, he's the one that said, uh, "I don't think it's coming from a sincere place." Yeah, Tony Larusa. Like, he wouldn't let nobody on his team do anything like yeah. that. So if you're black and you're on Tony Roos' team, you bet not say nothing. Exactly. You bet not say nothing. And just like the dude from the uh, from the uh, from the uh, MLB, Baltimore, he, yeah, he, Adam he, Jones. He's, he's scared to make a stand because he's playing a white. He's playing a white dominated sport. Yeah. And it's just like it. And it just you can you, say these things in NFL. You can say these things in, in the NBA country. because they're making the money off of the majority of black athletes. But we live in a great country. It's free. And in baseball, a lot of that is is made off white athletes. White athletes, um, I think he said Dominican athletes make up like eight percent. I, I thought I thought I thought uh, you know, like South American and Mexican was dominated league. I'm surprised it's white. Eight percent. Really? That's he said Dominican, eight percent Dominican. Now I don't I don't know what, what that breaks down as far as I Mexican. thought that was like South America, I know there, Central there like America, Cubans. So it's a lot more whites than them. That, that's, that's oh yeah, there's a lot of. I thought Latin like, America pretty much dominated American see, baseball. We, we always have the conversation that there aren't a lot of black people in baseball, and that's because we don't black people don't get in from the little league and grow up in baseball. Like yeah, white, a lot of white people grow up in baseball. Of course, because it's, they have more. They have more access to it. Right. They have, you know, you go to certain neighborhoods. I mean, they're not building. You know, it's it's almost like black. They know black kids will dominate golf. Like, let's just be real. Black kids will dominate golf. Golf. Yeah, black kids would dominate golf. Oh. But how they gonna dominate golf when they ain't got no golf courses affordable by them? Yeah, that makes it's sense. It's just, be, I mean, come on now. You can get a ball and find an open field. You can. But that's the, that's not that's that I, from what I've seen with golf, you need you need to get out there on that. Course. I'm talking I'm talking about as far as football goes, like you can get oh, yeah, a, you can get a ball and get, get out in the field. And, and that's how baseball was when we were younger. That's why you had the Griffies, and that's why you had the Sanders and the Michael Jordan. You know, and and truth and truth be told, I know a lot more about football and basketball than I do about baseball. Because that's, that's I understand the basic and concepts of the game, but as far as strategy goes into baseball, it's like. What you mean? You want me to hit it to the left field? I'm just Straight trying to up. hit. I'm just trying to hit it. Period. The most the the, the I would I would say when it comes to American, the most American sport we have is baseball. That and that's one thing that those people cherish. America's pastime. Yes, and they don't. They that's one thing that they don't want to let us have. That's why, you know, that Jackie Robinson. That was you know. That was huge. Yeah, you know. But other other than that, like football and basketball, uh, you, they may have been made here. But at the same time, I think after after a while, they kind of knew that like, these niggas got it. Yeah. This one thing these niggas going to have, and it, we took over. You know, and uh, ain't much you can do about that. I mean, we, we for the most part, when it all came down to it, to, to athleticism, it, we just had it more than them. And even like my mama said, it's like, y'all made us tough. <laughs> basically, it's y'all that made us tough like you, that. It's you in our bred blood. us to be strong. It's in our blood. Y'all put us on those boats. Those ass. Those. You know. Y'all want to make it seem like it's uh. Oh, why y'all talk about that? Y'all act like y'all were enslaved. But you gotta realize something, man. It's it's like I tell people all the time. It's like that giraffe uh, a thousand years ago. His neck wasn't always long. He eventually had to adapt. Mm-hmm. And it, evolution comes. His neck got longer. That's why he's able to pick off the top of that tree. See, that's the same thing y'all did when y'all put us on those boats. Y'all made us tougher. Y'all made us stronger. And look at us now. You know, we when we when we come out, I mean, black don't crack. I don't even got black don't crack. And we stay looking good. And it's and, and that's that's because 
you know, the melody and all that. I can go on for days about it, but it ain't, it's not our fault. <laughs> y'all blessed us with it. The thing, y'all thought y'all were cursing us, but it actually came out to be a blessing. And now you sitting there talking about having y'all come far enough. Now, if, if, if you saw me in person and I put my motherfucking foot up your ass, I'm actually having my foot and, far enough. And, and that's, what the, that's what the issue is. Like, you're not having these conversations with black people. They like, not. like if you step in your locker room, you talk to, let's let's say you let's say you got, this is what fifty two people on a football team, let's say forty of those are black. If you talk to eight of those people, guarantee you half of them been oppressed in some in some form or fashion. They've been oppressed. They've been stereotyped, or something, or they've had some kind of unfavorable run in with the law. Whether they were in the right or whether they were in the wrong, it's probably happened. And you don't see these things because you aren't exposed to them. Like I got, I got into a Facebook back and forth with this, with this lady. She was, she was a, a military vet, and she was, she was actually talking to one of my homeboys, and I jumped in, cause she goes, "You've never been a vet, so you don't understand how disrespectful it is for Kaepernick to not acknowledge the flag." So to me, it's like, you know, hey, you're a vet. I appreciate you for everything that you've done, like I said. But you've never been black. <laughs> so you don't understand. You ain't never been black. Like like I told, like I said in a previous podcast, people say I'm the whitest black guy they know. But yet I've been oppressed. Yeah. Like I've had run-ins with people that aren't black. They've been white. They've been been Asian. Like I don't I don't know what that Asian thing was kind of like an anomaly. But anyways, I've had these run-ins where, even though I'm putting my best foot forward, I'm not out here acting like a thug or what you define to be a thug or anything like that. I'm still being judged and oppressed simply because I'm black. So at the end of the day, you don't understand. They don't. I don't understand because you're a vet. You don't understand because you're not black. So that's that's where we gotta. That's why we gotta sit down. And we gotta talk to each other. Like, well, let me tell you a couple stories. Let me, you know, let me tell you of some stuff I've go I've gone through. Let me tell you some stuff that my people have gone through. Like, and not my people as in you know, black people, but like people that are close to me, what they've been through. Mm-hmm. Then you'll get a better understanding of it because it's not you, like. People who say, well, I don't see what y'all are, are, are so mad about is because it's not you. Because not not you in the sense of it's not happening it's to not you. Happening it's not happening It's not you because you're not doing it. That's why you don't understand. You're not, you're not doing it. So it's like, well, I don't, I don't understand why this happens because you're, because you're not doing it. But there are people out there that are doing it that you're not really seeing it happen. Little and that's Billy, why you don't understand. Little understand Billy got to get shot in the forehead in his mama front yard for having a water gun. Little pistol stuff. Little Billy gotta get hung from a tree for being Caucasian by a police officer or something for them to understand that this this shit don't feel good. It don't hurt to lose your child or to lose a peer or a family member to to somebody that you think is supposed to be protecting you. And I I respect the military, but at the same time. I, I tell when me and my son riding around the car, we going somewhere and we pull up, you know, by a freeway or something. And we see that homeless veteran on the side of on the side of the road, and my son sitting there looking at me like, uh, if he was in the military, you know, why he homeless? Why the government ain't taking care of him? And I tell him straight up, cause the government ain't shit, bro. I and these a, people that think I they that they, 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 they so pro military, you need to won't you take this man off the street and say, you know what, you served our country, I'm gonna let you come stay with me. They ain't gonna do that. Bro, I was in Colleen, right where Fort Hood is. Oh, yeah. And it's just homeless military people right there in the city. They don't like, give a damn. Like, it's a base right there. Y'all ain't taking care of them. They serve their time. Y'all done. They done. Them. Y'all done with them. You really ain't taught them no life skills. Ain't nobody wants to talk about that. You didn't that. Talk, teach them no life skills. They came straight out of high school. They got into your military. They served until and they couldn't anymore. And then you throw them out. You didn't teach them anything. You didn't give them any. You gave them uh, what, what an is it, opportunity uh, to, to uh, I guess, what live is it, tax that, free that for bill. What years? is that bill that you get that either you can go to school with or you can oh, I use, that shit's you can use that Half loan to get a house. Use it. That shit is a struggle to use. It's a struggle to use. It's a struggle to get. It's hard to get into a VA hospital. Man. First, they're scattered all over the fucking place. You really and then there are so many hurt veterans that you're there all day. 
and you already got a, a job. I, I almost said a struggle job, but some of them are struggling. But some of oh, them yeah. have a struggle job that that they had to take a whole. They had to lose a whole day of wages from, and that hurts a lot of people. Bro, it's homeless people out there with a purple star. It, it should hurts. be one hundred, man. That purple star don't mean nothing. The fact that you served in the military don't mean nothing to this government. Not when they done with you. Yeah, you know, they, you, not they, when they done. They die and then they they get to go to a certain cemetery. You wrap that casket in a flag. I don't wrap that shit around my casket. I don't want that. I don't. I wouldn't want that. I'm like, I'm telling you, man. We come <laughs> 40, 50 years ago, dude. They was protesting these wars. They were. They were. I, I think American was a lot. America was a lot more outspoken to the point where you really had. Leaders, you really had people that were revolutionaries that were really about something. You didn't just have these keyboard activists. You ain't just had these whining, crybaby ass motherfuckers sitting out there complaining because they're not getting the things that they feel entitled to. Like these, it's it's a big difference between between what happened in the '60s and the '70s and what's going on now. The shit that's going on now is 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 unfair. Is is unjust. And to me, it's petty. The shit that was going on then, to me, you were coming from a nation that was so, I guess, I, I would say blanketed in Satan's blood. <laughs> Bruh. Damn. Like, straight up, though, man, it's, it's weak, blood. You got to think about something. Between the, the 1900s and the 60s, the only reason we are where we are now is because of a bunch of assassinations. People had to get killed in order for this world to become where it is right now. We got it, man. America is full of martyrs. It's full, man. Yeah. Half of our, half of the people that we look up to and and, and they tell us to look up to in in public education, martyrs, martyrs. I don't even gotta name them. No, but you just gotta think about it. Most of them are martyrs, and they died for a cause that they believed in. And who doing that right now? Uh, ain't nobody dying. They losing money. Put checks on the line. They, they ain't put putting their life on, on the line. They ain't putting their life on the line. So it's a big difference. It's a big difference to me. It's just a bunch of. Yeah. The hot air. Yeah, all I can do with a hot air is get on hot air balloon. <laughs> Fly up. Serve me no purpose. <laughs> you know, but, you know, public education. I'm always going to blame on public education, man. It's, it's, that's where it starts from. It's too many It's too many people worry about what a female wearing rather than not worrying about are these little kids even are learning anything. Yeah. I, I don't care about what these, these teachers have on, what they're wearing anymore because – you're telling me that these te- what these teachers are wearing is is a distraction, isn't a distraction, but then you tell me a kid sagging his pants or a kid wearing a hoodie or a kid, you know, wearing game paraphernalia. you saying that's a distraction. Uh, a kid's hair. How's kid's hair. hair he, needs, he can't have facial hair. He can't have this. That's a distraction. What's a distraction? You know what a distraction is? Y'all motherfuckers can't teach. That's the distraction. <laughs> the distraction is whatever you want it to be. The distraction is the fact that you got these standardized tests that aren't really even doing anything you have knowledge you have this one size fits all test that doesn't fit everybody it doesn't fit everybody at all it probably fits that little Asian kid that fucking can do math in his head <laughs> while he sleep just I'm just saying and, and, and I hate standardized testing because my cousin she's dyslexic oh, and like they don't know that they don't they just oh she's just bad at school we, she's just bad at school till it takes that one person that's teaching like well, like maybe there's something deeper here. Yeah. Like, oh, she's dyslexic. Okay, that's why. She knows it. It's just when I put it on paper in front of her, it's hard for her to do this in this timed situation that I have because it's taking her longer to process the information. That'd be the problem. That's, that'd be it. Like, they want us to be, they want us to just be, oh, sit there and, and, and bring, let me put all this information in you. You need to remember it. no. A lot of us aren't, you know, oratory learners. A lot of us are visual, hands-on. We need to touch stuff. We need to get down and dirty with it. You can't just tell me this. This is one. Let me tell you something. The one thing I hate about church. I ain't never been to Bible study, so I don't really, you know, I don't really know this. But one thing I hate about churches is the fact that when you go into church, you can't raise your hand and ask questions. I've always you just got to sit there and listen. You just got to sit there and listen to the bullshit they feeding you. And if you think that that's a good way to, how are you gonna sit here and tell me? That you can learn at church when you just all you're doing is sitting there highlighting crap in your Bible, taking notes that you're probably gonna lose. You're not gonna look at it again. You, you that you're not exactly you're not gonna look at it again, and then you're learning. But when you were in school and you actually were doing projects, 
you sometimes you and you were actually you got to ask questions and no matter how stupid they were you got they gave you notes mm-hmm. and your ass couldn't learn them you know we've talked about this I'm just saying like this is this is what this is the world we live in to where you want me to really believe that the people that are in power want us to be smart they don't want us to be smart that's why they try to block block Mark Zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg does things that. I don't really truly, you know, agree with, but at the same time, he's making sure that we stay in a, in a world where the information highway is is it, it accessible to everybody. It's accessible to everybody. You seen the new Jason Moore movie? Mm-mm, not yet. It, it kind of parallels that. You have like a Mark Zuckerberg type character in there, and the CIA, the head of the CIA. If if, if you do your research on uh, George Bush Senior when he was the head of the CIA during the whole Iran Contra shit, the dude was doing they was dirty. And pretty much Jason, the Jason Bourne movie pretty much let you know the American government, CIA especially, is willing to do whatever it takes to cover some stuff up. If they got, if something is going down, they need to cover something up, they will do whatever it takes. And it was some stuff that was going on in the movie with the Mark Zuckerberg type character to where they basically were saying like, well, if we give you this access, we need this access. It basically was on some... Uh, what do you call that? That uh, sort of like that movie Eagle Eye, the Patriot Act. They were, you know, they were basically trying to get him to be able to invade in every home. Cause you got sixty million Facebook users, well, a billion Facebook users. We need access to all their accounts so we can we can monitor them all times. And he wasn't feeling that. Mm-hmm. He felt like you know I've given y'all enough information. I'm not doing I'm it no you more. Too much. You know, and if I do that, that's an invasion of privacy to the point where I feel like. Batman on a uh, on a dark night when he uh, oh when he had the machine that sonar machine and he Fox was like I, I, I don't I don't I don't, I can't like, do I don't this. agree with this but Batman was a genuine dude and he was really trying to protect Gotham yeah he's like all right you know the whatever we're done put your name in it's gonna shut it all down the government isn't a genuine dude no <laughs> they're not trying to protect us they're trying to 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 monitor us so they can figure out how they can keep us at bay just like George Orwell said in 1984. That's all it's about. It's about the man being able to keep us at bay and limiting us. That way, we can't overthrow them. Because if when it's all said and done, if we really, with the power we have as a nation, if we really came together, we'd destroy the government. We have no need for a government. But, but they purposely keep us in a divisive state of mind to where we're constantly going backwards. And it feels like 1968. It shouldn't feel like 1968 and 2016. It shouldn't. But hey. People think we've come so far, but when you now that you're breaking down everything at its core, you really haven't came that far. I could make a million dollars because y'all killed my daughter. That, really? I'm supposed to feel good because of that? No. How about you give everybody 40 acres in the mill like you're supposed to do? <laughs> we, we got the space. We got you know? It's still uncharted. You know? Space Cause in this country. Cause it's, it's, it's plenty of spaces that y'all build y'all build y'all shitty businesses on that go down and it's just it's just a blank space now hell there's a lot of empty space in Texas it's just you know so you need to give it up give it up I'll take it I don't know what I'm gonna do with it but I'll take <laughs> I'll it, take it. I'll take you it. know I'm not gonna turn it down I mean but that's crazy what you're talking about Sandra Bland uh, what the they was gonna probably bring back home with 400,000 okay but the settlement was 1.9 mm-hmm. so you still you, you still tax that tax on 1.9 you're probably coming in at a 30, 35%, 660 right there. So now you're down to, what, one, one, two, five, mm-hmm. one and a quarter? How many of y'all is it? Nope, before that, lawyer fees, because they, they tax that off the muscle. Yeah. Then you get the lawyer fees. Your lawyer takes, what, 10%? 10%, yeah. At least 10%? Mm-hmm. So now where you at? You down to maybe a solid million, maybe? Solid mil. A little bit under, maybe. Little, like you're, you're a little under now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many, how many of y'all is it? That wasn't asked on the phone when she tried to call y'all? Hey, don't do that. Hey. Don't do that. <laughs> they don't want to so, hear that. So, they don't want to hear that. So, and, and, and they say, they, they went on TV and said, it's not about the money, it's about justice. So, whoever killed Sandra Bland is free. You got roughly $900,000. That's justice? There ain't no justice in that. That's justice. All I see is a future Bentley coming up. I see a future Bentley and future debt. Sandra Bland kind of seemed like a martyr to me. I probably had to say she, that these people dying, not because not they want to, 
You know, not because they standing up for something they believe in. They just they just happen to be they forced to be martyrs. That's what it seemed like to me. It was it was different when Martin and Malcolm and them was doing it because they knew their lives was on the line all the time. Yeah. They still stepped out the house, but these people they feel like they stay in a free country. All they wanted to do was you know sell his cigarettes on the corner. All he wanted to do was you know pick up his pick up his daughter. All he want all she wanted to do was go home. You know she had a broken tail light, but guess what? They martyrs now. Yeah. I got. I, I want. I want to hit you with this before we get out of here. I've been seeing a lot uh, on the internet that's been talking about the difference between a single parent and a parent of a child that's single. Because people will say, "Oh, you know, it's hard being a single parent. It's hard being a single parent." But your former spouse or whoever provides financially for the child. They provide physically for the child. I'm a single parent. And they provide mentally for the child. So are you just a parent who's single or are you a single parent? I'm a single parent due to the fact that, well, I feel like I'm a single, you know, not to shit, not to shit on my son's mom. Or I mean, I, I, I'm not asking you to shit on anybody. Oh, yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just, you know, asking, asking about the difference. I, I feel like when you're, when you're, when you're single and you're a parent, but then you get child support and then on a on a weekly basis or even a, a bi-weekly basis you're able to take your uh your child to his father or her mother or his or her mother whatever i i can i can consider you a single parent but the dynamics aren't different because the struggle ain't the same you got a lot more cushion you got a lot more pillow room you got a dude that's you're a single you're a single woman meaning you're not with the father no more and you have maybe this one child and let's just say that your your monthly income is $1,500 a month. With that $1,500 a month and that child that's about three or four years old now, you can really take care of that child off that alone. But now the government is forcing the, the other person to, let's say, pay four or $500. So that extra four or $500 to me is all luxury. Because if you, if you know how to manage your money, that $1,500, like I said, is going to do you good. But that extra four or $500 you would get that you're getting because you're quote-unquote single is a luxury technically just for having a child. Now, let's just let's, let's bring, I guess the government looks at it like, well, if y'all two are together, all the money is combined and you won't have to worry about all that because y'all both making $1,500, y'all both making $3,000. Oh, that's different. Okay, that's cool. Well, now, let's just say you're an actual single parent and you all you have is that $1,500 to survive on because your baby daddy or your baby mama in jail. So you have to learn how to manage I guess that's the big difference to me because when you're so single, does it does it solely come down to financial? Like, what about the, the they're physically there for the child, they're mentally and emotionally there for the child. It's it's it, it, the, the reason is the reason a single a truly single like to me like somebody like myself, the truly single parent is it's it's gonna be harder for them to be there in all those aspects because finances in America is so important and that's just the reality of yeah. being a parent in America. Like they say. To raise a child, it takes like a, like I think between one and eighteen, it takes like a hundred thousand dollars or some crazy crap like that. But no matter what, it's hard to it's 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 hard to divide. The, it's, we're not meant to do those things. If you have a child, it's supposed to be a mother and a father, mm-hmm. and a mother and a father is supposed to divide those those chores up, which is the mental, the physical, and all that. So when you're doing it by yourself, you can never give a child your all. When you're doing all those things, because we live in America, and this is a country that if you ain't got the money, you really shouldn't be doing. Yeah, you know, and that's why I never, I, I never really like having that. having kids is almost yeah, financial I don't, I don't, yeah, it's, decision it's, at this age. Oh, definitely, and that's why women are having less kids because they're they're better educated, and a lot of them just you know they just they were scared, you know, they're either scared they have they're, they're better educated, or some, a lot of these women just don't want them. Man, we live in a in a in a hook in the hookup age. So to me, if you know that you live in a day and age where I'm gonna just be hopping on the next one to the next one to the next one, a lot of us are gonna be safe about it. Or if we're not safe about it, you know, the abortion clinics are there, the Plan Bs are there. And that's that's just being honest. They are there. Yeah. There are a lot of women out there probably that have six kids right now, but they knew what was up. They ain't want no kids, but they know they live in the hookup age. This is little. I say the last. 10 years, it's been acceptable to just hook up and not be serious. People don't, it, it, people that commit these days either aren't down with that hookup stuff or 
they hooked up before the the, the they they committed before the hookup thing start trending. But mm-hmm. today, definitely the last let me even say last two or three years, it's really becoming it's the norm now. Like I don't I I'm, I where people aren't really dating. It's like uh, we're we're just hanging out. Which is like, yeah, and I mean I can't I'm not even mad at them. I mean because I, I really feel like with that being the. Um, how do I say that? To me, that's the standard now. It's it's acceptable to just hook up and move on. So it's that's that's a very that's a very big distraction when you got when the females out there trying to look for a mate, and I just use a female just to use a female. When a woman is out there looking for a mate, and she she has to accept that the other half, the most of her competition is is basically a part of that hookup mindset. So she has to realize that whatever she's coming to the table with has to be more than just vagina. Yeah. Because you can get that. It's out there. It's out there. If you look at the market, 70 to 60% of the market is is just females. It's just going to give it up just with a little bit of game. And that's the same with dudes. It's not not a lot of women out there that's going to run to a dude that's going to be like, you can't can't get this right now until you get married. It's just not happening. You know, so the market the market is tough for everybody if, if you want that traditional commitment. You know. Yeah, but yeah, but but, but on that note, like I said, not knocking anybody, but just being a single parent is hard because you can't ignore finances. You can't. It's not possible. So if you if you're if you're a single parent and you to me, if you really want to say single parent, you're definitely the parent that is providing all those things to the point where it's draining you. That's a single parent. The other single parent, uh, I, 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 I don't knock them, but let's just be honest. It's, it's, it's a little bit easier when you when you got you know that nice amount of money coming in, and then you got family members as well. You got a grandma that's gonna take your kid every weekend. Shout out to the grandma. You know, let's. I don't think a single parent, that type of single parent, really. I think in the nineties, maybe those single parents was like really hurting, but nowadays, come on, man. You got, you got grandmas that's forty years old now. <laughs> Very true. They ain't doing nothing. They they probably they got the grandbaby in the house, and they they probably still got a dude up in there. Hey, 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 okay, <laughs> okay. Grandma's grandma's out there twerking in the clubs too. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is the point of show where we get into some words of advice. Before, yeah, yeah. Before we, we get get, get too 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 off on something <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you want to lead it off? I I got I got like two or three things just coming. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I got first first of all, I got a list of names. I have Dylan Taylor, Zachary Hammond, Ray Keith Bollinger, James Whitehead, Andy Gaynor, Gilbert Coyer. Or Gilbert Collar, excuse me. These were all unarmed white men that were killed by police. To anybody white that's listening, you need to be upset too. Now I say that, but I also say I'm not against the police. I have black friends that are police officers. I have white friends that are police officers. I have Hispanic friends that are police officers. And they're both men and women. We should be against the bad cops. Like we're against the bad black people. Like we're against the bad white people. Like like Trump's against the immigrants that come in and commit crimes i don't know how he tried to single them out it's just the only people that commit crimes that's neither here nor there we need to unite and be able to say oh yeah that guy is bad whether Mm -hmm. you're pointing at a cop whether you're pointing at a black person whether you're pointing at a white person whoever you need to be able to say this person is bad they're doing bad things that's the only way we're going to advance is we got to look into ourselves and say I know that you're another black man. I know that you're another white man. I know that you're another Hispanic woman, whatever, what have you, and say, but you're bad. And you're bad for the culture. You're bad for the country. Straight up. Straight up. Um, I'm going to say, uh, we haven't forgot about the spread the word of the month winners. I, yes, I, I, we I did, have. I did, I, I, no, I didn't forget. I just was like, yeah, I just at, at sometimes I feel like it's pointless because it's just like, uh, are they gonna do it? They're not gonna do it. We got different ways to promote now that are gonna come to effect sooner or later. But uh, we'll definitely have combined one for August, September, and uh, that means I'll, it's gonna be bigger. 
Fuck that. <laughs> same size. Same, same, size. same size, but you know, we'll, you'll get the love. Um, uh, my words of advice, I was just same thing I kind of posted earlier. I was like, you know, the internet gives free game daily. So if you're lagging in any particular part of your life, then that's, that's your fault. Because I'm not saying that any, everything that you hear on the internet or see on the internet is true, but this is this is an information age to where it's it's abundant to you. So if you want to know something and you're sitting there on your phone looking at gossip all day, that's your fault. You know, you want to you want to be entertained by the fact that, you know, Kim Kardashian and, and Taylor Swift aren't getting along or you want to you want to look up at Drake beefs all day. That's your fault because you could be sitting there just like us being able to to give information about Columbus or give information about the Crusades and, and Christianity. If you want to know more, you can know more with ease now. You ain't even got to go to school no more. So for you to just be lazy and ignorant, that's your fault. It's at this your fingertips. Is, yeah, it's at your fingertips. And we said this back in season one. It's in the palm of your damn hands. Just Google it and stop playing. Being broke, I can, I can understand you being broke because everybody doesn't have the 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 brain size or the or the everybody doesn't have the hustle but I guarantee if you Google it get on internet they can they have a strategy for you they have a way for you to say you know what I could put you in a position where you can at least make ten dollars an hour make twelve dollars an hour it's out there the information is out there so if you're just sitting around in your ass and you're miserable because you ain't you you don't you don't have this amount of money or you feel like you're not as smart as the next guy that's your fault because you got a phone most likely especially if you're listening to us right now or you have access to a computer and then you're just being lazy and you don't want to do better for yourself that's all i gotta say um first presidential debate is september 26th oh this is gonna be hilarious that's gonna be funny like i said we're gonna be we're gonna be right back here we gonna we gonna be on the presidential. So what we got coming up. Let's just say let's just say it real quick. What we got coming up. We got presidential election coming up. Yeah. We gonna talk about that. Yeah. Um, we got the we gonna talk with our girls are coming back. The girls will be back. And, uh, Financial we, fitness. Oh yeah, and then hopefully we can get our, our police friend in here to uh to to do a little you know school us. Yeah. You know. I got a white guy coming. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a white guy eventually coming if he feels like. You know, I guess we we'll have to gas him up, huh? We'll um, I have to gas him up. That'll probably be another weekend thing. Okay, we'll, we'll get the weekend thing. But we'll yeah, we got we got stuff in store. So if you if you stick around, then oh, also, somebody told me this day. It's like this would be perfect words of advice for you. I was like, I think you're right. He told me that no good deed goes unpunished. Mm. I've always hated that saying. I've always loved that saying. For real. As as much as as much good as you can do, there's always gonna be some evil. And I hate to accept too. that. Uh, and it's just reality. Hey. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?